You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 161, sponsored by Devil May Cry from Funimation, discount comic book service, and Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. It is episode 161. My name is Connor, and I'm here with Ron. Hello. And Josh. Hola. Happy Thanksgiving. It's over. Passed. Passed. It's over. It passed. You know what I realized that th- during Thanksgiving was that we uh, also missed our third anniversary of doing the podcast. Yes, we did. That was like November 17th-ish or something, right? There, there, there are too many benchmarks. Yeah. Wee. Pat yourselves on the back, guys. Three years of podcasting right here. How much is enough? One million downloads. <laughs> One million downloads can't be wrong. Or could they? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a script I set up on my mom's computer. <laughs> There's only six of us. At iFanboy.com, we like comics. We read comics every week. There's nobody posting. That's all me all day long, just under different names. <laughs> Connor has to singularly remember like thousands of passwords. <laughs> I have a big chart, and I just plot out who likes what book, and it's just uh, it's a mess. <laughs> We read comics <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Every week we read a bunch of comics. Man, the Batman thread this week took me all weekend. <laughs> all right, what are we? <laughs> we read our comic book discussion site. We like comics, we read comics. Every week we read our comics. One of us picks the best one they read. They write about it on iFanboy.com. We come here and talk about it on the podcast as well as other books of the week, other topics of interest, emails, voicemails, etc., etc. Before we get to the show, quick reminder, warning, this is a review show. We'll be talking about the books of the week and the plots. So if you haven't read your books yet... Pause the show, come back later, otherwise you'll be spoiled, and that'll suck for everybody. This week, Josh had the quick pick before <laughs> heading off yeah, on vacation. Uh, I just realized that would make Connor the most prolific reviewer of all time. <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to that sort of standard that he's set. I had, I think, 17 books that I had to read. On uh, a holiday it, weekend. Awesome. Yeah, like, like Wednesday before I took off on the road, so it was just like, like people would call and I'd be like, I, no, I can't talk, please. Flip, 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 flip. No good, no good. I guess this was a good week for comics. A lot of things came out, but I really like at the end of the like I was like, I, I wasn't feeling anything. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't a lot of stuff that that stuck out to me. So uh, you have to go with the the gut feeling, and I I chose uh, Nova nineteen strictly because I'd been enjoying it all along. But I think that when I got to the end of this one, and Ron, I assume you read this. Oh yeah. The, the last page just made me crack up with with glee. Yeah, I, I love this book. I love this book so much. It's right. And then so like at the end of that, I went, you know what? That was a great book. And it was like I realized it when I got to the last page. And then I started to think about what it was that I liked about it. And it's that, you know, it's a 70s Marvel book. It's yep. dressed up in today, but it's just action and, 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 and melodrama and science and fiction. Un- and, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. all those things. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's not... It's like a classic Marvel book, and, and there's not a lot of books that feel like that anymore. It's not terror. It is introspective, but it's not. It's not. It's, there's no brooding, as far as I can tell, it's in this not book that at all. Gritty. It's not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're 19 issues in now. It's. It's. I would say it's underrated. Abnett and Lanning need more recognition for guys who are doing great, great books right now. This is the introduction of a new Nova Corps. Uh, and Which, then at the be, end, be honest. How awesome was it to see all to get like the introduction to the new Nova Corps members? 
that's that stuff's totally fun and like yeah. and, and it was one of those comics where they got to think of a bunch of different weird aliens which is again it's the same thing as green lantern in that sense like this is no, the one it's that's different though because I, I don't know and i don't know what it is because i was wrestling with that because you made some references to green lantern in your review and it always comes up and stuff like that but there's something different about nova that makes it different than green lantern i don't know what well, it is different character it comes from a different place whatever but like the idea like whenever they do a nova core they think of a bunch of different aliens and they put them in the greens you know and here there's like a dude who is a um a shiar yep. or, and then there's another there's one who's just a head yep. or something inside a nova helmet then there's one who's like a dragon who, who's a, a female whose cousin is fin fang foom which is awesome that is like green lantern though i mean it is no, no, no it totally I know is. it is. I know it is, but I, I but there's, uh, and again, I can't put my finger on it. That's something that differentiates it in my head away from Green Lantern. I don't know well, if the, the character, the main characters are completely different. Yeah, the structure, the yeah. structure that the character is up against is the same. Yeah, it's a police force. They're literally called a core. Yeah, but I guess know, the, the lack of the guardians, and I just feel like I feel like Green Lantern is a little more highfalutin than than no, the Nova Corps for some reason. If that makes any sense, because that's because this book has never gotten any traction until yeah. now. Yeah. At least in, since it first came out, you know. When I was looking through it, and it had like, if you look at these pages, even the the layouts of the action pages are reminiscent of reading like old Neil Adams pages. You know, sort of the diagonal panel borders and yeah. the, you know, the just the. It, it's just it was a fun book, and and I will say like one of the places when I'm I'm looking through it, I'm trying to think about what it is I want to say about it. I do think that the the pages where they're are more conversational stuff and it's just faces it does suffer a little there i think it's it's at least it's a little flat but besides that like the action stuff is very fun and there's like there'll be a big two-page spread where, where it should be and you know fiery fist beams floating out all over the place and I, one of the things that when i was comparing it to sort of classic marvel books is is this for the past few issues they're back nova's back on earth and they've found a way to get the world mine because he had he had been in a rich rider's head really long time and then uh then he went offline because of the galactus story a little while back and so nova had thought that he'd lost him and in losing him the entire nova Corps and all their knowledge and everything it'd be like if all the guardians died and then when they got to earth during the scroll invasion they ended up at what was the what's the name of the place ah pegasus i don't know what pegasus sorry okay i get i was i was afraid i was gonna say star labs i could be wrong. um is it pegasus i don't know I think it is. That's yeah. that was the thing on the tip of my tongue. Uh, yeah. Where where just it so happens that Nova's brother Robbie works, and like the whole time, like his brother's like he's in nerdy glasses, and he, and you know he's a scientist. He's no he's no small thing, and but he's like sort of like man, my brother gets to get it better than me. My parents like him better than me. Blah 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 blah. And it's just it was all so obvious. And so again, if if you're I'm um, gonna give you I want to give you an extra spoiler warning. If you're not list, if you're not reading this or if you haven't read it yet, the last page is coming. Dot dot dot. Well, well, well before you get the last okay. page, part of it was that so Worldmind when they get the Pegasus, Worldmind gets get gets they put Worldmind in like the computer of Pegasus. So now he's like there and he's recruiting new Novacore members. Right. And and Rich Without- and Rich is pissed because he wants to be involved in that discussion and said that they wouldn't because he wasn't ready to start the core up again. Right. So, yeah. Rich is Nova Prime. He's the head Nova or whatever. And what what follows that is a really funny conversation, basically, where he's like, You're not gonna do any more without me, right? And 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 the computer yep. uh, goes, uh, no. <laughs> no, I won't. And of course, like he walks out of the room and it's just it's full of dudes in Nova uniforms. They're just everywhere. And then, like, you flip the page, and literally, like, the last thing is is shocked Nova face. And he goes, oh, no. And it's his brother, Robbie, in a suit. He's like, yep. hey, check it out. <laughs> Which is, like, it's so obvious that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 was where, it was literally where the story had to go. There was no other place to take it. And 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 it, it was fun. I laughed. I was like, "That's great. That's gonna be 
just classic comic booky stuff, you know? It, it, it totally is. It's just, it's just good science fiction, action, comp Marvel, you know, like you said, it's like 70s, but it's not hokey 70s. I mean, it's believable right. that's happening now, you know, like the, you know, even though so how they get away with him saying blue blazes with it not being hokey, I have no idea. They're, they're skirting a razor thin line. They really are. They do. really are. But like every page when like, so it's, so, I mean, the issue starts off with Nova and the um, five new court members who, um, who Worldmind kind of recruited and he kind of introduced them and there's a bunch of posing like the oh, yeah. the title page when them all they're all blasting into a situation and then when they when they beat the bad guys in 1.8 seconds and they're walk you know the dust being settled and everything I mean, a lot um, of a lot of inspirational moments you know <laughs> yeah oh, no totally and that's what it is and if you're cool with that and you want like i can use a comic like this this yeah. comic helps me this it's a palate cleanser if you will you know like the thing is i don't this isn't going to win an Eisner Award. This isn't going to be the maybe the comic book that for, you know people will be like, oh my god, this was amazing. Yeah. But it is going to be the one that you're going to have a lot of fun reading, and and it's going to have that melodrama soap opera thing going through it as you go. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just good comics, you yeah, know. I mean, and it's and it's good. It's and like I said, like we said, it's su- it's superhero comics because they're power and stuff like that. But it's it's you know got the science fiction element, it's got the Green Lantern esque element, and if you if you like Green Lantern. Totally pick this up. Pick up this issue. I mean, I think that you know this is a this is a halfway decent jumping on point. You know, they explain what you need to know on the recap page, and you can just dive in and read this and have a good time reading it. I think. Yeah, you don't even you don't really need to go back and get the ones before this. You just read this, you'd be good. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy is like the sister book, right? Absolutely. This is unusual. They come out the same week, or is that normal? I don't remember. I, I don't think it's normal. I don't think I think it's a coincidence, and they're not and they're and they're not tied into each other. So no, know, but they're but they're, yeah. they're the same sort of realm. The yeah, cosmic. well, well, yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy number seven came out, and that's also written by Abnett and Lanning, and it's you know it's it's in the same kind of cosmic kind of science science fictiony kind of type thing. But equally, reading Nova and then reading Guardians of the Galaxy right after it is was so much fun. Like I would I would say that you're absolutely right. Like yeah. they're both that same kind of comic book. One of them is a team book, and one of them is a solo book, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would give the the art nod if I had to to Guardians of the Galaxy, where yeah. Paul Pelletier is is you know really ripping it up on yeah. this one. Yeah. Absolutely. And but I was curious to see, um, Josh, what you think of Guardians of the Galaxy because you would, I mean, surprise the surprise of 2008. When we when we get to doing our year end show, but the surprise in comics will be Josh's loving and enjoyment of Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy. But I was interested because you never read the Guardians of the Galaxy from twenty years ago, and this issue kind of featured them pretty obviously in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Was that was that was that easy for you to pick up on, or was it? No, you know? I had no idea what that was. I was a little confused on this one. <laughs> okay. The thing is, that to me is a very familiar feeling when I'm reading comics that I'm not terribly familiar with, and I know to go with it for the yeah. most part. Well, I thought they did a, sometimes... I thought they did a good, job, good job of explaining who the original Guardians of the Galaxy was and explaining what you needed to know about them in the context of the story that's going on in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I probably just flew through it and didn't really realize it. No, I mean, I, what's funny is that I kind of when I get to comics like this and there's stuff going on that I don't know, I work harder at grasping the stuff that I am familiar with and see if I can get more out of those parts. And I figure the other parts will make sense later. Right. Like yeah. that's how I work with comics like this. Right. Well, um, I, I mean, I just think it's interesting that what Abner and Lanny are doing is they're they're writing characters who are twenty, thirty years old. And they're doing them in a way that's not grim and gritty, like we said, and that's modern. It's not. It's got that '70s flavor, not hokey, but also with these characters with this rich history, where somebody like me, who read the books, you know, in the read the books in the '70s, read them in the '80s, and someone like you, who's new to it, and it it, it doesn't keep them keep you from enjoying it. 
I no, think that, that's no. like, it's a subtle thing that that I don't think many many people other than us are noticing and really should be kind of celebrating is the fact that if you like science fiction books, either of these two titles should be fun and you don't need to know anything about these previous characters. I would digress with you in the fact that I, these are set in a science fiction way, but they're not science fiction in the way that I tend to think of it. Um, well, yeah, they're set. They're set in swashbuckling superhero science fiction, not right. not not Neil Stevenson science fiction. Not you know, right. yeah, not. True, Those are very yeah. different things to me. But yeah. at the same time, if you, I, I've heard this a lot. I've said this a lot. Uh, you know, I'm not interested in cosmic Marvel, which You're is a, a liar, <laughs> a huge well, liar. Yeah, well, no, but the thing is, you know, it's 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 a proof that if it's done well, if it's done in a certain way, it doesn't really matter because characters are characters, and Stories and fun stories. is fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and You're you be might not. Quasar before you know it. <laughs> I hope not. I used to. I used to love Quasar. See, you're totally see, you're see. a closet cosmic fan. You totally are. <laughs> Must be. I I owe Jim Starlin. Uh, you should you bouquet. should go, you should go back and read the Annihilation stuff. It was really good. You know what? I really think I should because they did that. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, they did. They're they did. these two like most underappreciated guys at Marvel, and I I'm starting to feel like I feel bad for them. I feel like more people should be talking about this stuff. Um, which are just sort of good classic comics, and with all of the stuff that is going on for the past three years, you know, <laughs> just all of the stuff. It's true, like the weight of civil war and and secret invasion, and just all like this is just gleefully free of that. Yep. yep. And I think that that it feels so light and so you know airy. It's it's so nice yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's like not, a nice souffle. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't believe I've ever eaten souffle, so I don't know. Oh, it's really nice. It can be nice. I thought it was light, yeah, though. rich, so. isn't it? Cool. Yeah. So, so if you're, yeah, so check out Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova. Just give them a shot. Seriously, I mean, they're only these books are still two ninety nine. Check them out while you can. Um, they're not, they're not <laughs> before you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, oh, so, well. so Connor, I got to ask you something. Yep. What the hell happened in Batman? All right. Let me recount the day for you. Okay. Normally, I would read Batman last because I read my most anticipated book last. Mm -hmm. But everyone was talking about it. It was all over. By the time I left for the comic store, it was all over iFanboy.com. It was all over Twitter. It was in the mass media. So I got home and I sat down and I read it first because I just couldn't wait for all the other books. And A lot of people are spoiled, huh? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, when I finished it, I closed it. I looked at the rest of my comics and I walked away knowing that nothing I would read would be as good as what I just read. Really? Yep. So you liked it? I was blown away by it. You are the first person who's spoken positively of it that I spoke. That's not true at all. You need to go to ifanboy.com. It's the I, second highest pick of the week book. And I it's, know. I, well, yeah. Well, just cause, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been offline because of the holiday, but everyone I've been hanging out and talking with and, and stuff like that, people have been very confused by it. You know, so that's, that's I was curious to see what your opinion of it was. You hang out with a lot of jaded people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I had I had a different experience than Connor. Oh yeah, what was your experience like? I I I don't even know. Like it, I I wasn't confused. I got it, but at the end, I just felt I don't know. I guess I did. I didn't feel like I got the ending that I wanted or was waiting for. All right. Well, um, here here I'm not I'm not reading it. I'm the layman. Tell me what happened. Well, basically, at the end of last issue, was Batman was drugged. He was it was revealed that Isabel Jet was in on the, with a black glove. Right. And that's where that's where we left it. And then in the beginning of this one. The Black Glove, after paralyzing him with the drug, has buried Batman in a coffin. They're going to dig it up r- right as the air runs out, so he's brain damaged. So he's basically a drooling, you know, corpse, and they're going to, you know, have a, you know, have beaten Batman. And then he, as being Batman, finds a way to escape from the coffin underground and comes back, and with a little bit of help from Nightwing, a little bit of help from the Joker. Um, the Joker. 
the Joker because the Joker was helping the Black Glove. But as you know, with the Joker, he's never really on anybody's side but his own. So he right. he he kills one of the members for fun. There's a mass chaotic fight, and then Batman has it out with Doctor Hurt, and then there's a big explosion at the end. And okay, and so so a, so a couple questions from what I heard. Yep. Did you? So is Batman dead? No, but that's the thing. He wasn't ever going to die. Okay. We, we knew we knew that. We, so we talked about he this went show. Down, he went down in the helicopter. He went down in an explosion in a helicopter. Yeah, no, there was no explosion. There wasn't even an explosion. I saw the page. The helicopter no, there was an explosion. Down. No, it was, it was exploded. on this page. Yeah, all right. And, and there's no body. Assuming, yeah. Right. Well, so, that's exactly what happened to the Joker and Death in the Family, though. Right. right. Same, same ending, pretty much. Right. Interesting. We talked about it when they first – on this show, in fact, when they first announced it, we knew they weren't going to kill him right. because <laughs> Dark Knight, $1 billion worldwide, they're not going to kill Bruce Wayne. Well, now, was and DiDio said – he said it this week that he's not dead. He's going to – he'll be back eventually. This, mm-hmm. The story is what happens after this now. So, now. so now did his father have something to do with it? No. No. Okay. Right, we, knew that that too. we knew that true. We knew that yeah. also in the beginning in the second issue. Alfred looked at the guy and said, you're not Thomas, you're not right. Thomas Wayne. Okay. We knew that. Right. And then it ended with, with uh, Nightwing holding the cape and the cowl, right? Right. So Nightwing's probably going to become Batman? I'm assuming we're going to have a uh, volleyball rotation here where Nightwing will become <laughs> Batman. <yeah. laughs> Tim, Drake, Tim Drake will be Red Robin. Damien will be the new Robin. And then Nightwing will be over in Action Comics. T- Tim, do you want to go out tonight? Oh, you know what? Actually, I got, I got a Batman duty tonight. <laughs> um, Tuesdays is my night. Wait, so Nightwing's going to be in Superman? Nightwing's a completely different character that's being. We talked about this before. Oh, right, 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 right. I remember. Right, yeah, the Kryptonian. The Kryptonian, the Kryptonian super- got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. So there will be there will be no Nightwing in the Batman books. Nightwing will be the super the Kryptonian character over in Superman. This is very confusing. This is all the deals. It seems like intricate plan to, uh, to I, get rid of Nightwing. Why is yeah. he obsessed with this again? With I don't the, know. Again with the Dick Grayson. I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I wasn't confused, and I want that to be clear. I didn't think that this was unclear. I knew what was going on. I remembered what had happened in the last one, low these many months ago, when I started this one. I thought right. that was fine. I think I felt a little let down in the end because I guess the black love to me never seemed all that threatening. Like, well, that's, just... that's, I, think, I think the biggest failing of this storyline, and, and I think it has to do with the fact that you have to have read all of Morrison's stories. Mm-hmm. Because they all yeah. tied in, and the black glove has been there through, through the last two years. No, and, and so, that's fine. Well, if you've like only this... read this, uh, and, and it's, not, it's not against you, it's against the, it's against the strategy, mm-hmm. is that if you've only read this one, you would be like, who the hell are these people? But if you've been reading all of Morrison's books, they've been there in the background for two years fucking with his life. No, and I, that's fine, but I guess at the end of this, at the sort of climax of this whole thing, I sort of I should have felt like they had it, and I just felt like it was being a very much like, this is the overconfident criminal who's about to lose, which I know happens every time, but that's the challenge, is to sort of get your way around it. I, I, and I don't know, I, I, just, I just, I don't know, I wanted some kind of another conclusion that, that was more satisfying, and I didn't feel like that was this. Mm-hmm. At the end, I, I was like, yeah. It felt, it felt fairly typical by the end of it, actually, I guess. I think for me it was I, they had somehow had me convinced that they were really going to s- screw with him bad. And then at the end when Morrison shows that Batman was still Batman, even though he's been mm-hmm. through all this harrowing stuff, he's still the, you know, the most formidable man on the planet. Mm-hmm. It was exciting to me. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And there was a couple of fist pumping moments where he. Well, you that's know, because you sit on a rope swing. Let's be honest. I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very small seat. So I'm always on the edge of it. <laughs> you were satisfied at the end. Now we're at the end of this RIP thing and it was it was it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Right. And, I, and I'm, really, I'm looking forward to the world this leads to, you know. I'm looking forward to the stories that come out of... I mean, Nightwing has been Batman before, so it's not a big... We're, we're assuming that. We're, we, we, no one knows they could do anything, but we're assuming that Nightwing's going to be Batman now. But he's been Batman before, so it's not like a huge new thing, but it wasn't done that well, so maybe this will be 
Hmm. Interesting exploration of the son who doesn't want to be the father, forced it, to be the father. Is M- Morrison still writing it now? That's the nebulous thing. We don't even know, do we? That's why, yeah. Uh, Gaiman's doing a couple issues, well, I guess. The next issue comes out next week, and it's Morrison. Oh, wow. Morrison does the next two, I believe, and then Denny O'Neill does some, and then Gaiman's doing the last Batman story, and then they're doing, and then that jumps to the, the new paradigm. And then I, that, the question is, is originally going to be Grant Morrison, and now there's some doubt as to whether or not he's doing it because of his clashing with the deal. Mm-hmm. No one knows, In eight months, really. it's all going to be a memory, and Marv Wolfman's going to be writing Batman. Oh, God. That'd be awesome. That'd be <laughs> awesome. You know that's going to happen. <laughs> or if not him, then somebody else. Uh, it's not, it's not going to be Chuck Dixon. <laughs> you, know, you know who could write Batman? I'd be cool with it. Who? Rick Remender. Because oh, he wrote it in the End League number six. <laughs> exactly. How about that? Yeah. I. By the way, hate. I'm not a fan of the design of his Bat Batman uh, analog. Um, not Person. analog. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like a skull face thing. I forget his name. Oh, his name's Codename Black too, which is I don't like it. But anyways, he's he's clearly the Batman character uh, in this one. Uh, End League six still Eric Kennedy on pencils. It's it's like a whole other book still. Yeah. Whereas before I I you know it just I wasn't following it and I wasn't getting the point of it. This this makes more sense because I don't know I don't know if it's the energy in the pages or what it is. But like he's just taken the the classic myths of of Superman or I mean of Batman and Joker and, and twisted them a little bit to have this other really strange world. Yeah, I mean it's clear it's clear who's who and it's clear who the right. what the what the what I don't know what the, what the word is again the the amalgam or whatever it is. It's, so the, it's analog. The, yeah, it's the analog. analog. Yeah, the analogs are supposed to be, but it's just slightly left of center enough to be not just like oh whatever you know what I mean like it's uh, and and definitely Kennedy's Kennedy's art is is for for me on this title is the is the reason to be showing up yes but that said i really liked i I really liked the ending i really liked the whole the kind of the discussion with the cowboy guy and the and the captain america dude and stuff like that like i'm like i want to know what happens you know like it's uh, so yeah i i really who i don't know who is the um uh cowboy guy yeah i don't know when when you said that, you knocked him out of my head. Prairie Ghost. I mean, yeah, is he supposed to be yeah. Ghost Rider or no? I don't soldier. Know. I, I, see, he's the only character who I don't know who he's supposed to be. All right. Does somebody know? Somebody tell us. Okay. By the way, they're, they're, Contact they're, they're Arachna Kid is their Spider-Man guy, and he's disgusting. Yeah, totally freaky. Totally freaky. It's really yeah. funny because really the the thing is, if you had a person who 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 joined with a spider, spider yeah. he'd be gross. Yeah. He'd shoot webs like, out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> he would. You, yeah. Yeah. But he's gross, and he is in this, which is fine. Although he's still like, he's called the Arachna Kid, which sounds like it's cute, and yeah. he's uh, quippy the same way. Yeah. But he's disgusting. He has extra eyes. He's got little bits sticking off of him. Oh, that's gross. I just oh, love. But, I, I love the subtle um, Aeon Flux reminiscence in the. Arc, yeah. You know. Now that you know it, it's so. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that you know, it's like, oh, of course. It's like, <laughs> but I still love because I love that. I love that cartoon. I mean, I love it. I, I yeah. love how fluid these pages are. If yeah. you look at some of them. It's just there's there's so much dynamic sort of feeling to them, and they move, and they pull you in one direction, and they sort of, like, they have these fluid curves to everything. It's sort of, it's just, it's good stuff. I really love this. I want to see him do more work. Very cool. I'm very excited about that. Hey. So, Just Society of America, Kingdom Come Special, The Kingdom, one shot, came out. and um, It did. And my two thoughts of this are, are it looks like we're turning the corner on, the Ga- on Gog, and he's going from creepy to, oh, this isn't what it's cracked up to be. Um, <laughs> And two, why isn't this just an issue of Justice Society? Why isn't this just an issue of Justice Society? My question is, why does it matter? 
oh, I don't know. I had to buy an issue. Yeah. You would have had to buy it anyway. But just if do it, it in if, the book, though. I don't if know, it I, said Justice Society of America number 27 on the cover, you have still had to buy it. It doesn't matter what the cover says. I know, says. but they already put out a 27, so I'm buying two other issues, and one of them... Well, you know what I mean, whatever the number, whatever the number well, should I'm be. Not, I'm not worried about the numbering or the buying of another issue or anything like that. I want to know what is, what is it about these issues that, like, is this a fifth week event? Is this, like, is this, like, what is it about these issues that make them not have to be in the pages of the regular book? That's it doesn't matter. Know. At the yeah. end of the day, the cover is irrelevant. It's the same story. Not it's like when, 50, so when 52 did their special World War Three issues, it's the same right, thing. but I just think about the poor person who reads Justice Society of America who didn't know to pick this up. Yeah. And they, they would know. If well, they had not, a good not necessarily. Not necessarily. This is why we have issue runs and numbers, so we know what order to read them in. Right. Like, just, suppose someday you're going and you're looking for back issues. You're doing whatever. Like, it's just... Make where, it in the, the, store? the mythical future where there's no back issues anymore? Wait, in just, no, here's the, here's the thing about the, these, spe- these special issues and things like this, like, you know, like, like 52 and these one-off stuff like that, is that if you, the, they work best when you don't, they're not crucial to whatever the main thrust of the story is. And if you're right. going to tell me what happened in this issue isn't crucial to the, what's happening in Justice Society... Then I'm not that, saying that I'm saying it doesn't matter that it's not an issue. I'm saying it's it come no, out. I know, but, uh, but, that, but we're talking about two different things. What I'm saying is that is that is, is that I feel as if what happened in this issue was important enough to somebody who's reading Justice Society that it should be in the main book. Like I don't understand why this why this got peeled off to another to a special. It wasn't like we're gonna go look at this character in the background and look at what's going on here, and it doesn't really matter to the bigger story. You could read it if you like it. You know, does that, you know what I mean? Agreed. Two reasons. Yeah. One, it would have made the story twelve parts, and people would have freaked out, and it would have taken a year to tell them a Gog story. So people would have been angry for that reason. They're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. They got to put the story out, and if, they, yeah. if it lasts a year, people are more angry than if they it's have just, to I wonder, buy. I wonder if I wonder if this Johns is like okay, and then we're gonna do these one shots, or if the, it's editorial going, I'll break it up into these one. I'm just, I mean, and, and that's more businessy nitpicking, which I'm saying. But I mean, I mean, this if you're reading Justice Society and you didn't pick this up, you have to pick this up because a it was awesome. And be like important stuff happened. You know? Yeah, so. there was every third panel was the creepy gog smile though, oh, and then the at the very end smile. was the and and there's a few of out there know gonna know what this is gonna be like. At the very end, gog turned Vern Schillinger on us. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was just like it was like, hey, you like your new room? Do you want to see my tattoos? What? <laughs> and that's totally what the end of this was. He literally said. All of you on your knees. Yep. And you don't want to hear that <laughs> from somebody with a lot of power. And Ugh. then the look on their faces in the next panel is, the, huh? Oh, it was, <laughs> it was priceless. It was great. I love uh, I, I love Justice Society right now. Because so you know you're, you're knee-deep in shit when Hawkman goes, what the? <laughs> like, you know that's not good. That's, that's very not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it was so good, though. It's so I just love this book. I love the title. It's definitely picked up since it got a little slow for a while. Yeah, well, but. the Power Girl stuff brought it down, but yeah. But any any time with the Gog, any time with Gog, it just is is wonderfully creepy. Wonderfully creepy. That stuff, the Earth Two stuff. Yeah, that you could have put that in the other. I'd be okay totally, with that. Yeah, totally. I think it was. It was in the annual, wasn't it? I guess I don't remember. A lot of a lot of issues. I guess he doesn't have time to put all these out. He's putting out so much work that they have to make up new formats. Yeah, <laughs> he's reinventing the industry. Listen, we can only do 12 issues. I have 19 issues of stuff, and it has to come out now. It must, it must be. It has to happen. So before we move on, I want to tell everybody about Devil May Cry, the anime series from Funimation. They've got the complete series. Volumes 1, 2, and 3 now are available on DVD. Devil May Cry focuses on Dante, who's cursed by his half-monstrous, half-human nature. Dante must spend his life fighting the forces of darkness, demons, big ones, sly ones, crafty ones, sexy ones. Everybody loves demons, and they come in all shapes and sizes, and somebody's got to send them back to hell, and Dante's happy to do it, especially if there's money involved. 
that sounds pretty awesome. So if you think that sounds awesome, you can go check it out. You can watch some clips and trailers at Funimation.com forward slash Devil May Cry. Then you can pick up Devil May Cry, available now on DVD from Funimation. So that's Funimation.com forward slash Devil May Cry. The, uh, if you got to fight demons, it's sexy ones. Sexy so demons are really the ones you want to fight, yeah. You guys probably ever played Devil May Cry, right? The, yeah. the video game? Oh, yeah, totally. Game? Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Good stuff. So I want to talk about Savage Dragon number 141 for two, for two reasons. Number one, it probably had the best cover I've seen in a very long time. It was very cool, although yeah. standing on the cover. Yeah, what they, what they did was, because what's going on in Savage Dragon right now is that a hero, a Golden Age hero, by the name of, I want to say, Solar Man, um, and that is correct. Didn't he fight Superman in Superman 4? Yeah. Uh, no, it's a different guy. So there, um, so Solar Man has has returned, and he is basically killing anybody who 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 he deems needs to be killed in, in the name of justice. He's taking the whole superhero thing too far. He's Punisher, exactly. And so what happens is that Dragon, as well as all of the the top heroes of the Image universe, including Spawn and Witchblade and Shadowhawk and Invincible, are trying to stop him, trying to stop him. But he's completely invincible, completely you know unstoppable. And then what happens in this issue is that we find out that Solar Man actually has this kind of device where he's captured all of the Golden Age heroes and is siphoning their power off and, and feeding it into him. That's why he's so invincible. And so what happens is that the Golden Age heroes get freed, Solar Man becomes uh, weaker, and Savage Dragon's able to punch his head off, which is awesome. But uh, So on the cover, what you've got is you've got Dragon, Spawn, Witchblade... Shadowhawk and Invincible facing off against Solar Man, all the Golden Age characters, but all the Golden Age characters are done in this kind of Golden Age kind of, you know, aged look, you know, like kind of dot, uh, dot pitch in the art, and there's like folds and scratchy and stuff like that, but then Dragon and Spawn and Invincible are all like colored today, and they're all on top of the Savage Dragon logo. It's just an awesome cover. It's like a, like a Neil Adams cover. It was just like, oh, it was so good. It was very um, inventive. Yeah, I saw very, it very inventive. And uh, this, this continued Eric Larson playing with the public domain Golden Age characters, similar to some of the characters that are in Project Superpowers over at Dynamite, the, you know, the Daredevil and Thor and Uncle Sam and all those kind of characters that are in the public domain now, which is kind of fun. This is a great issue, and very quietly, Savage Dragon's been a monthly book. Past three, four months, it's come out on well, once, once he stepped down from yeah. being in charge. And it makes me happy. Yay, yeah. yeah, Savage Dragon. Superman 682, uh, I thought, was the best issue of New Krypton so far. Well, then. Just it's like, put it's that like out there. I read comics the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I just there, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot I loved about it. I like the, you know, the idea the worm has turned. Now the Kryptonians are um, awful. I like the plotting in it. I don't know if I enjoyed the reading of it as much. I liked the, the character stuff. I liked the stakes getting raised. I like that the we're seeing now what's going to happen. What we found out this week, extra from the comic, is that New Krypton, this miniseries, is setting up 2009, which is the New Krypton year. This Kryptonian storyline is going to be the storyline in Superman throughout the entire year, where they these Kryptonians are here for so for I'm just gonna, I'm going to be hearing about this for the next 12 months. Yeah. So this is we're not going to have a resolution to the Kryptonians being on. Earth in this mini. This mini is setting up the new Superman paradigm, like R.I.P. set up the new Batman paradigm. So we're now we're seeing is what's happening. What, how, what, 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 what is this world going to be like where they take all of the supervillains and throw them into the negative zone? And now you've got a world full of Kryptonians. Some are good, some are bad. And just some fantastic Superman stuff in here. So I think James Robinson's really sort of nailing the feel mm-hmm. of Superman. These pages are packed. Yeah. Like if you look at the pages and the, and the number of words and the panels, like he's s- struggling to... St- put all of this stuff 
you know, into the single issue, it feels like. I think for me, the only thing was I, I just because I have a very low level of familiarity with that. I didn't know who a lot of these characters were. So it's, you know, the significance of it means less. So like the last pages, so you turn and you, you see they put them all in the Phantom Zone. And then there's one good man in the in the Phantom Zone. And it's Monel. I don't know who that is. I mean, I can assume, he's, but he's it has a legionnaire. Less yeah, yeah, has less impact for me is all. Yeah. Do, do Kryptonian type supervillains still have their powers in the Phantom Zone? I don't know how the Phantom Zone works between all the different versions of the Phantom Zone. I imagine they do. I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, I don't really... <laughs> Listen, well, it's just that... Look, I don't know. Back off, man. What the hell? <sighs> mon is a Daxamite. I was he a Kryptonian. I don't remember blah, 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 blah. He's a Legion character. I don't, I'm not going to buy that Legion book. That's mon the one I'm not going to buy. They announced they announce a bunch of new Superman books for next year, and, and one of them I won't be buying is Adventures Comics. Yeah. mon Sounds like some sort of disease. <laughs> So Unknown Soldier number two by Josh Dysart and Alberto Ponticelli on art. Basically just a continuation of, of the last one. Uh, cleared some things up. Um, I thought was good. It was, it was needed to, to – the last one was a little vague, um, which is fine. This is sort of how Vertigo stories work. It, it's an African missionary doctor based – not missionary, but you know, Doctors Without Borders kind of thing. And, and shit goes wrong and he finds out you know, he's suddenly got this killer spirit in him and, and his face gets burned off. And now he's got a bunch of bandages on it like the classic unknown soldier. Uh, they take place in the horrors of modern day Africa. And it's interesting. It's just good. It's clearly – it's almost like Josh Dysart's putting so much into this that it's almost transparent because he wants to do such a good job of it because he considers the material in that area of the world to be important. If you read those little vertigo descriptions that they put in, you know, like the focus was on his book last time, this, you know. It's good though. It's a really it was a good continuation. It's it's like sometimes you read a book and you feel like they're just phoning it in and sometimes a book you read a book and you can see they're trying so hard on and this is the latter. Uh, you can always respect that. Um and I think that this could get really interesting. It's very bloody. Cool. Um, Africa's bloody right now. Yes, it is. Speaking of bloody, Northlanders number twelve by Brian Wood and Ryan Kelly on pencils. Uh, this is the second issue of the of this arc, which is focusing on a Viking invasion of Ireland, and there's a one Irish dude who's got his daughter with him, and he's kind of striking back against the Vikings, taking them out kind of guerrilla style. And there's this Viking captain who's trying to track him down, and it's a really great narrative where the narration is the the Viking captain writing letters to the king, telling him what's the status of trying to track this guy down all the while while the action happens. Really interesting to see Ryan Kelly, who we knew and loved from local, do like Vikings and battles and blood and stuff like that. Pencils are really, really good. They're really good. So uh, I'm really, really enjoying this arc of the Viking violence. Mm. I can't even imagine that art. It's, no, it's, it, what's so funny is that I read the first issue, and I got like halfway through. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I looked, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's Ryan Kelly. I was just like, it totally blew me away. It's, re- it's like, it was that good. He's, uh, no, he's really good. I just can't imagine him doing action. I just yeah. can't. Yeah, he really was on Lucifer, which is nothing like local. Yeah. You know? It's I mean, fun. it was him and, and another guy, it's Peter Rose. But... It's funny when you have an artist, when you, when you enjoy an artist, and you don't, you, 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 only in one context. And then right. they do something different, and it's just like, whoa, look at that. Yeah, so yeah, so it's pretty cool. Night Witches 2 of 3. Battlefields, it's sort of the ongoing overall title, but this is the Night Witches story. By the way, this is the fact that there's only three parts is a little, a little disconcerting. There should be more. It's that good. I think, I think there are all three parts, right? Yeah. Dear, no. Dear, Dear Billy is the next one that's advertised in the yep. book. That's three yep. parts as well, I believe. Really um, good, though, this one. Yeah, it, it was really good, and, and uh, this was actually a contender for Pick of the Week, but it was... It was just more of the same of the last one, and I didn't really have anything else to say about it other than I really dug it. And again, like the thing that I pointed out last time was that 
there's such a good differentiation between characters who are all just humans and they're all in matching uniforms. And it was so like I just was looking as I went through it. And that's like the best thing that you can do with cartooning is that you can find these ways to make the characters different. And it's done so well. Good characterization development also. I love the awkward romance between – or the awkward flirtation yeah. between – not even overt – between the uh, cat, the guy in charge and the pilot. It was really good. It was, it was subtlety done in comics, which is uh, always a thing of beauty when done well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dear Billy's parts as well. Peter Snergeberg. <laughs> oh, I love him. Snerge, Snerge, I can't say it. He was the <laughs> artist on the latter half of Starman. Yeah. And did a couple of the uh, Preacher specials, but I don't remember which ones. Okay. I'm glad this book exists. Finally, uh, part four of four, The Secret Invasion Inhumans. Uh, again, another story that takes place after Secret Invasion. Oops. Or, or like, at least as it's over. I wanted to like this a lot. Um, and there was parts of it that were good. It was fun to see the Inhumans because people just don't use them enough. And they're, they're such a fun little family. But, like, literally the, the plot for this was... In order to rescue Black Bolt, the remaining Inhumans had to find like three secret ingredients, three pieces, and then once they have those, then they could. I was like, this was such a video game plot, and I was just like, that's so lame. Or it's such like, like, like GI Joe where they have to find exactly, the, the cannons. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the best. That was awesome. That was that was a great GI Joe arc. That was really that great. was great when I was ten, and it was in the eighties. But on I a watched. on a modern comic book written by a hero's uh, staff writer, I think I just expected a little more. Oh, you, you, uh, shouldn't, expect, you shouldn't expect more from a hero's writer. Come I on! <laughs> I teed you up there like a kid in the ball field. <laughs> you really did. Oh man, I caught off on heroes this weekend. Holy crap! That la- the Red Hulk mentioned in the last episode. Whatever. Really? Yeah. That's probably what did it. Yeah. Anyway, that's what uh, I said. Yeah, I tweeted about it. I'm sorry. Here's. There was actually a thing in this that happened that bugged me. Is that like Black Bolt gets freed and like his his scroll captor is like I'm sorry it's a big mistake and then he attacks him with a big thing foot and then Black Bolt whispers in his ear and it, it blows the guy to goo, but as far as I know that I didn't know he had that much control. I the way that I understood Black Bolt's smallest whisper could level a mountain. No, he's so if he does got, that, within no, he's got control. He's got control. I mean it's e- it's easy to say that the smallest whisper can level a mountain, but he does have control over the power. I don't like it like that. I like the idea that, like, <laughs> no, seriously, I like the idea that, that like, the, it's like a nuclear bomb. The smallest use of his power has, has remarkable consequences. So, like, there isn't, there's no small nuclear explosion. Oh, yeah, there are. There's only, like, so basically, he's there's only got the one. Weapons. Yeah, tactile there's nuclear weapons. Totally. Clusters. Yeah. yeah. Even so, he's in a spaceship. I want at least the spaceship to blow up. Right. Like, I want him to be that badass. There are, like, they are inconsistent in that, the, in that the Illuminati story. He's, yeah. He whispered right. and it blew the whole ship up. So yeah. it's kind but of this is what I'm talking about. And yeah. I like that better. It just feels more, you know, big. It feels more, more majestic, I suppose. And, and right. I like them to stick to that. Yeah, that's how I would do it. So, he, so like, he's got to figure out other ways to not use his power and still be badass. You know? Cool. Gotcha. That's all. You can go to ifanboy.com and you can rate and review your books after you make a pull list and then you can write a review and sometimes we highlight the best ones or the most interesting ones on the show and here we go. Joe Com reviewed Umbrella Academy Dallas number one and he gave the story a 5 out of 5, the art a 4 out of 5 and 16.4% of the iFanbase picked it as their pick of the week uh, as of this wow. recording. And he says, well, it's here at last, the second story to the Troopy Umbrella Academy and it did not disappoint. This story kicks off 17 years in the past where President Kennedy needs Sir Reginald Harjeeves' children for a top-secret mission. But at the moment, the children are stopping the rampage of the Lincoln Monument. I kid you not. It was awesome. Though I don't like Gerard Way's band, I do enjoy his comics. <laughs> Gabriel Ba's art is just as good as his other comics, which I do happen to like. Which Overall, I really enjoyed this comic. If you haven't read the first arc, I would suggest you go back and read that before reading this. 
I would almost disagree with Joe and just say, who cares if you didn't read the last one? Pick this up and read it because I think that you don't. I don't really think you need to know everything. There's a pretty cool recap page uh, on the fir- on the inside cover. I gotta give ba- G- Gabriel Bong Broadway credit. This is and Dave Stewart. This is really this is good. It was really good. I bought the trade of the first mini and it was really fun. Yeah, and this and this, re- this continue. This was this is even more fun. Connor, this first it seems picture. like it from the description, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a great fake magazine back cover of Kennedy, a Kennedy secret meetings, and it, <laughs> it looks awesome. It's like all aged and stuff. It's really cool. I love the qualifications of Gerard, Gerard Way at this point. Yeah, there's I, a lot like of people first, who are having trouble talking good about the book. It's really I know. I, I really I like in the beginning it was like blah blah blah. Now everybody's like, all right, all right. I can separate the two, like because people want it. People love this book almost unconditionally. I don't. I haven't heard any bad reviews of it. People really really dig it. You know what's um, even but, funnier is that because of this book, I might start listening to his band. <laughs> uh, I don't think you will. Go figure. I know. I downloaded like, one like, song. That's like, pretty good. You know the guy the from the Google come out refused. with the best comic book ever, but yeah. it ain't gonna. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, good reviews. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to my my uh, what's their name? What's their name? My Chemical Romance. I was gonna say my bloody Valentine. <laughs> anyway, all right. So our next review comes from Mister Mister, <laughs> which is an awesome band. <laughs> who wrote um, Who wrote a review of Daredevil number 113, of which he gave the story a 4 out of 5 and the art a 4 out of 5. And uh, just about 1% of the iFan base made it their pick of the week this week. I mean, Mr. Mister says, as cool as Lady Bullseye is, and she's very cool, Master Izo has been my favorite part of the storyline thus far. Not much else to say. We get pretty much the same as usual, which is an excellent all-around issue where people try to make Matt Murdock's life even more of a living hell. In fact, it is because of this that I feel like the great Master Izo works so well. As great as this book has been, it can, co- it can get old constantly watching someone get shit on, and it is Izo's humor which helps to break up the generally somber tone of the book. Hopefully he, as well as Luke, Danny, and Dakota, continue to be featured prominently in our monthly meetings with Mr. Murdock. I completely agree with him. Absolutely. I, I really enjoyed this issue a lot. I gave it five stars. I enjoyed it more than I have enjoyed Daredevil in a long time because there was a lot of humor in it. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It wasn't so dour. The problem I've had with Daredevil for so long is it's been so dour and not fun. But this was, there was, it was a, they didn't focus on Matt being miserable. There was an action. There was, there was laugh out loud moments. There was good stuff in here. It was just a lot of fun. And that was the missing ingredient in Daredevil How's- for a how is Master Ezo different than just like Stick though? Like, is not, like the same. Well, there, there's, there's, there's some there's some connection between the two that we don't know yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, and I get that, but I was just like, it's I was like, I don't even know Daredevil. What's Stick? That's who that I is. I thought of him more as the Soft Master. I kept thinking of the Soft Master. Who's that? From G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Yeah, he totally is the Soft Master. Oh, See, that's, good it, call. He was really familiar, and I was like, is this just a what is, I just felt like I'd totally seen that before, or like a, you know, a billion characters out of Lone Wolf and Cub, I guess. But that's yeah. fine. I I love yeah. when Michael Lark draws rain. Yeah, yeah. I he feel does. like they make him draw rain a lot. Yeah, and it's, it's so always there's that one page of Daredevil standing in the rain, looking yes. at it. Yeah, oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was really, really good. So. It's like like, like he gets the script and it's like exterior nighttime rain, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the rain he calls him up, Ed. Seriously, it's like it's got to be raining, dude. Well, he does live in so, Portland, so you know. If yeah, he's smart, he's got a rain Photoshop filter, and he just puts it over the panel. <laughs> one of those not. places. All right, so uh, head over to ifanboy.com. Do your pull list. You can rate your comics, write your own reviews, and we'll, maybe we'll feature your review on the show in a future episode. Yes, and then in between, go check out Netflix. There are over 100,000 titles, no late fees, free shipping both ways. Now they got Blu-ray titles and on-demand. You can, you can, if you have the Xbox 360, uh, you, can, you can do it that way, which is pretty cool. Or uh, there's the Roku box. There's all sorts of ways to get movies from them. But if you just do it regular old mail, you can probably get them within one day. You can get a plan starting at $4.99, and you can get a free two-week trial if you go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy. 
Yes. They are part of my life. <laughs> Yay, Netflix. I finally watched Stephen Topolowski's birthday party, Connor. How was that? It was great. It was really good. I, if it's not in your queue, put it in. It was really good. I watched Leatherheads, which was funny. Oh, cool. I watched uh, Sunshine, which I really like. I liked that up until the very end. Yeah. All right. I, I thought it was beautiful. Different podcast. Different podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so on to the email. First email comes from Adrian Z, who asks, I was wondering. Adrian's mad of Dance Fever. Oh, my God. <laughs> and from Gre- Greece, too, right? Um, yes. uh. <laughs> I was wondering what you guys would do with either Marvel or DC if you had editorial control over the companies for a few years. I'd be keen to know what stories you would go for and what direction you would like to take certain characters. Do we have enough t- time to talk to answer this question? Well, let's, nope. do, let's do two quick, two quick for each one from each one quickly. I would, if I was in charge of Marvel, I would do an entire calendar year without an event. Okay. I would just do let everybody have their stories for one year, and then I would go back to an event at the end of it. But I would do one year of no events, and at DC. I would – getting into the problems of editorial is too much right now, but I would totally overhaul the trade paperback program. That would be my number one pro- – pro- that would be my promise to you, the voter. My number one priority upon taking office would be to re- overhaul the trade paperback program, which is a disaster. Yeah, it is. More than the DCU side than the Vertigo side, although the Vertigo side has a few problems. Yeah. Fascinating. All right, Josh? Wow. It's just so much. I mean, like, I think that that idea about, like, do- just doing things good, like – separating the stuff that needs to be separated and let those put really good people on those books and and let those books do their things do like literally i'd I'd cut things down a lot i'd go one avengers team you know a fantastic four book a spider-man book maybe two at the most you know all of that extra stuff cut some of that stuff down but just let those books be in in their own thing for a while and just get I don't have, I don't know specifically, but you know, you you put the people on the things who are really good and who want to do it, and you go with that. And and again, like kill the events, kill the crossovers for right now. Just focus on making really good books, uh, which probably wouldn't make any money, and then I'd be out. Yeah, I, say, I would yeah, read. I would that, reboot. That'd be a great six months. <laughs> I would reboot Uncanny X Men at number one. Hey, fuck you. Um, <laughs> what I would do on Marvel is I would finally I would trim some. I would lay. Off, I would probably lay off about a third of the staff. That's number one. Number two, then I would I, I, I would introduce well it's tough times you know the the recession. Number two is I would install the much ballyhooed continuity office and I would I would make the shared Marvel universe like it was in the sixties and seventies more pre- prevalent although not like you got to read every book but like hey what's Thor doing go check that out you know that sort of thing that's what I do in Marvel and in DC I would just make Jeff Johns the editor in chief and let him write everything. But you are editor-in-chief. You no, I know. Job. I'd step aside and let Jeff Johns do it. Yeah, make him editor-in-chief. He couldn't write anything then. Yeah, and if he no get, time for writing. It's like Eric Larson. He can come up with, no, he can write his core books and come up with the ideas for everything else. I'm just going to ride that Jeff Johns train until it crashes. <laughs> so. It's got to crash soon. That poor guy. Yeah, I know. He has gray hair now. Did you know that? Does he know? He's young. Not anymore. Yeah, all right. Look at him now. He's hunched. John from Norway writes and says, Hey, guys, I'm a big fan of the show, and I have some questions I'd like to ask. Do you guys read digital comics? If so, on which sites? Do you think DC should get their own digital comics website? <laughs> Don't they have one? <laughs> it's called Zudacomics.com. Yes, but they he do. Like a Marvel-type one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they actually should. If they're not, they're going to they're gonna fall. They're going to fail. Oh, I don't know how successful Marvels is. That seems pretty, pretty I, good. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how successful. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. People, people from what I understand, people who read Marvels really no. like it, except for the fact that the, the, the organization is sparse and, and it doesn't quite make sense what's there and what's not. Well, yeah, because they're, they're slowly adding titles and issues and stuff like that. But I got to say, our, our Brian uh, from Scam School lives on it. Like, mm-hmm. he, he loves it. 
that's what that's what that's the majority of what he reads is the, the Marvel. It, and it's a good interface and it, it works. I mean, you don't get to download anything and that gets to some people. But the fact is, if you're on a web connected computer, which most people are most of the time. Yeah. You know, it works, and people like the way it works from 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 my understanding and from the little I've played with it, which isn't a lot. But yeah, I mean, DC absolutely needs to yeah, they get, do. get with it. But right. no, They're I'm both really... paralyzed by fear of digital comics. Everybody is. It's, it's, it's the music all over again. It's sad. All right, so if you have a question, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. And while comics are still paper, you can go to DCBS. They got monthly specials up to seventy five percent off, forty percent off major publishers with flat rate shipping of five ninety five for all US orders, and you can buy anything that is listed in previews. They've got over fifty four hundred trade paperbacks in stock and available for order, and you can track your orders online at www.dcbservice.com. Yay. So on to the voicemail. Our first voicemail comes from Casey from Philly, who's got a couple of DC centric questions. Hey guys, this is Casey from Philadelphia, driving up to my alma mater, Ithaca College. Uh, I thought I'd give you a call. I had two questions. One, with all the different green lantern colors, emotional spectrum things, a ring's coming for you to you. Which ring is it? Are you angry? Are you happy? What's going on? And then, uh, Josh, what do you think of this Justice League by James Robinson? Starman's great. Don't know about his Superman. Give me a thought. Thanks, guys. Casey from Ithaca strangely doesn't sound like my roommate. No. <laughs> Why is he going to Ithaca? He was a his alma mater. I know, but it's our alma mater. We weren't going. He was like, probably was going. Was there to... an event? Was he going to homecoming or something? Or the Cortica Jug? I think we probably missed an event. <laughs> that fucking Cortica Jug pissed me off every year. <laughs> this isn't for anyone, but no, me. yeah, it was the five people who went to Ithaca to listen to the show. What so, rings are we? I would probably get the beige ring of indifference. <laughs> You're not indifferent. Not Which yet. one's for sluts? I want the sluts. That's the one. Pink, that's the pink one. I'll be pink, pink. sluts. Yeah, I thought pink. it was purple. No, pink's the sluts. Oh. Um, I I I've, I feel an affinity to the blue lanterns. I don't know why. What are they? Happy? You're hopeful. Something? Hopeful. Yeah. No, you are totally indigo. You are totally the the blue lanterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You're totally the red lanterns. Me? Yeah. Angry. I'm, I'm the sluts one. No, What's no he's a, Connor's like a, he's he's one of the alpha lanterns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> must obey. <laughs> There's a fucking set of rules here, people. What about Josh? Which one do you uh, go for? Is there a, is there a sarcasm core? <laughs> no. Like literally, like I don't fit in. I don't remember them. You're a yellow lantern. <laughs> he totally is a yellow lantern. <laughs> you just you're just being mean. There's no logic. <laughs> you're ruled by fear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. All right, moving on. <laughs> what do we think, James Robinson? Did James Robinson Justice League come out yet? I'm offended. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, Alpha Lanterns, whatever. <laughs> the top to the apex. I got called a, either a bad guy or a coward. How often do you go outside? The outside world scares you. What color do you what color do you self-identify with? I like orange. Right. What are they? Greed. Greed? That sounds about Greed. right. <laughs> that's fine. I don't I don't oddly enough, I don't remember what all the colors are. Because that story. Red is rage, me. orange is greed, yellow is fear, blue is hope, indigo is compassion, violet is sluts, and black is hate. Whatever it is. Death. The dead ones. Death. You know what's funny about James Robinson's work is, and I think that this will become apparent as you keep reading Superman because he doesn't seem to be actually going anywhere, contrary to the rumors, is that it pays off later. 
I loved Starman, but I didn't really like it until you know, like until I got quite a ways through it, and then I really saw what was happening. So it, it, you know, it's hard to judge. So you can say you don't like a Superman, but he's not very far into it. So I think if you give it a lot of time, then you'll see that that payoff will come later. But then again, that's a big investment. I, I don't know anything about his Justice League book. We're it assuming be, it's even going to come out. That's yeah, he's, I mean, he's fantastic with character, but he is, it's a, he's a real slow burn kind of writer. And it is not immediately apparent why something is good. He's not going to be a great single issue guy where you're going to read his first issue and go, that was amazing. That's not what the kind of guy he is All as right. far as a writer from what I understand. Cool. But if, that's assuming if the book comes out. Well, we don't know. We haven't yeah. heard anything since the initial announcement. Okay. Yeah. Our next voicemail has got a question about one of our favorite writers. Hey, this is Will from Tennessee, and I was just wondering what you guys think is the deal with Ed Brubaker lately. I mean, you guys, I mean, anybody who's ever posted on the forums or the website knows that I'm basically the biggest Ed Brubaker whore uh, ever. But, I mean, even I'm starting to think that, you know, his, his books just are not quite as good as they, as they were last year. I mean, you know, last year he pretty much owned the Pick of the Week, and this year, you know, he hasn't even owned my Pick of the Week. And, you know, I'm an Ed Brubaker or so, you know, I was just curious why you guys think his writing seems to, you know, just not be as sharp as it used to be or, you know, just kind of lost some of its magic. So, uh, anyway, I hope you guys have a good week. Talk to you later. Bye. This wow. is amazing. It is amazing. I mean, like, like every, like for a year straight, like if we, if we were like, well, this was really good, but there was that one panel and he wrote it and like, why do you hate Ed Brubaker? Yeah. But, but <laughs> is, is Will maturing in his, in his, in his He's, tastes? He's seeing the way things are. Well, I think uh, I, th- I think what happened to Brubaker in this past year is that he got like a like a online online video show deal and as a movie yeah. deal and and basically the the Brian K. Vaughnification of Brubaker is beginning. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. It does feel like there's less going into them. The thing is, when I say that, like Captain America is excellent. It's better than ninety percent of the books out there. But it's not. What, it's not blowing me away every month like it did before. Daredevil. You know? is, Daredevil is just a, a textbook in depression. Yeah, I think they've been coasting. They've been coasting at a very high level, but they have been coasting. Yeah. Although, I mean, as I said before, Daredevil this week was better than it's been in, for me, even months. But right. there's still a, a sense of it's kind of the same story for the last year for yeah. each book. Yeah, criminals, no, criminal, criminal's been great, though. Criminals doesn't come out. But, yeah, exactly. Right, and it's over. This is the last. This is it for Criminal. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and we'll see what the new one is. Though, what, what is the new the new series? Incognito. Incognito. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. And he's off of X Men, so who knows? Oh well, that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so. no, but, hey, it's hard to it's hard to uh, look down you know look away from the money from the film projects. Yeah, no, I don't blame him at all. He he's a lot to eat. Steaks, Steaks every night. All right, so if you have a question, you can call us at one eight 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 fanboys. It's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Leave a voicemail. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and keep it to thirty seconds, please. You can go to ifanboy.com to read Josh's full pick of the week review of Nova number 19 as well as all of our other in-depth comic book discussion and weekly columnists and all the fun stuff that happens at ifanboy.com. And also while you're there, you can check out ifanboy.com slash store where you will see uh, links to purchase uh, the books that we talk about in the video shows and things like that. And uh, another way that, especially in the holidays, that you can you can use that to get over to amazon.com and stuff you buy there will count for us and we will get some credit for that, which is helpful. Also, we will have uh, updated recommendations soon. Some of them have us. Some of us have them. Some of them do not, but we will. Uh, so some of the stuff that we like outside of just comics. Yes. Yeah, do your holiday shopping with ifanboy. Yes, please. And as Josh mentioned, we got this video show that comes out every Wednesday. You can check it out at ifanboy.com or at revision3.com forward slash ifanboy. Last week, we kind of delved in some of your voicemails, and so you might want to listen to that to hear if you got on the show. And this week, uh, you know, there's a Punisher movie coming out, so we thought it'd be good to talk about Frank Castle, also known as the Punisher. Is that his name? <laughs> yes, it is his name, Frank Castle. 
Was that a five-minute show? I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, shit. Funny. Uh, if you have TiVo, we are on there. That's where the video show. You can see it on your television. In high, in high definition. definition. In the free download uh, section. Yeah. It's what, awesome. Whether you're, whether you're in HD or not, you won't see iFanboy t-shirts quite yet. They almost are there. He almost says there. it every week. That's my entire life with Ron. No, no, it's almost ready. He's like no, a pizza really. guy. No, really. If, um, I, if I were you, I'd, I'd, I'd pay attention in early December. Uh, Revision 3 store will be there soon until then there is the iFanboy Pride group on Flickr uh, which is flickr.com slash group slash iFanboy Pride and there's pics of folks wearing iFanboy t-shirts which is neat so we thank Pink Sage for setting that one up Pink Sage rocks okay you can can email us at contact at iFanboy.com or leave a voicemail as I mentioned earlier at 1-888-FANBOYS it's 1-888-326-2697 social networks can be found at iFanboy.com slash about our MySpaces our comic spaces our verbs our Facebook our Twitters, all those things, Goodreads, and other ones. Twitter.com forward slash iFanboy is where you can see pertinent links and please to dig articles and to hear when we're, we're streaming live and stuff like that. So get on Twitter. i doing that again in a while. Yeah, no, after that one. Whew, six hours. Didn't have to stay on that long. <laughs> it, was just, it was a vortex. It was awesome. It was, <laughs> you couldn't stop. Once the ball started rolling, we couldn't stop. It was a lot of fun, though. It was a lot. Thanks to everybody who came out last weekend when we you streamed out the, the show and Connor and I. Brave through six hours. Josh did. Well, you did like t- at least two hours, right? Two or three, yeah. 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 Thank you for Hank, Hank, our producer, for making us. Yes, stop. thank you, Hank. Uh, if you like the show, a really good way to help us is to get over to iTunes and leave a review for either this audio show or the video show. Um, that is a very good way that people can get to see it better. Yet, uh, just tell people about it. Link it in your signatures on 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 forums or or tell people in the comic shops you think might appreciate the show. Uh, spread the word. That's the best thing that we can do. Um, so if you want to help, that would be really good. And finally, if you also want to help us directly, you can go to ifanboy.com forward slash donations where you could donate any dollar amount you like through PayPal um, to help us out, to keep us afloat, to keep making this great comics content for you on a daily basis. Any money you can throw away, we appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who has. We know it's tough times, and we really appreciate your support. It's All a right. sham. The economy's fine. <laughs> it's, it's been one big sham that we've orchestrated to justify asking for that. As long as you don't shop at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Oh, trample geez. anything. I think we should uh, explain that sluts is a joke. Yes. Total humor. Humor joke. Pink lanterns aren't actually think... sluts. We just think that's a joke. Yes. You think that somebody is going to try to like go into the shop and be like, so is Jeff Johns working on a book, uh, The Green Lantern Sluts? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> think we'll get, you can go get an angry email or post about it. And yeah. I like to head that off. Past. Yeah, disclaimer, this is all we're fun and games. All and Just like we don't think Marvel's really misogynist on the video show, we uh joking. <laughs> all right, let's stop before I we get d- ourselves in more trouble. <laughs> so, until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I'm a cowardly uh, bastard. Greedy bastard. <laughs> and a slut. <laughs> Huge slut. I would rather have been called a slut. Dork. Fuck you, motherfucker. Shoot that motherfucker. Did you see the commercial? No. Is it in it? There was an ad for it, and it was like all this stuff, and at the very end of it, it just goes, shoot that mother. Oh, does it really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> the worst line he ever read. Oh, God, poor guy. It's getting funnier, though. I think because now I hear Ron saying it, not him. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot that motherfucker! (laughs) Shoot that motherfucker!
<laughs> God, it was so. I like seriously almost fell out of my chair. <laughs>